knows nothing can understand nothing. Plunge deeper into the darkness and your heart will grow even stronger. Good tidings, everybody, and welcome to the Ansem Report Podcast! This episode number 135 of the longest-running Kingdom Hearts podcast that you have ever even conceived. You searched your mind palace looking for something longer-running Kingdom Hearts-related, and besides the actual game series itself, the only thing you could come up with was this podcast, because we are the longest-running Kingdom Hearts podcast. I am Mike, and with me as always is my brother, Jason. Hello, Jason. Hi! How's it going? My voice is a little bit weird because my my fucking throat is really dry. Jason's throat dry. I promise I'm not trying to be some quirky ass podcaster in fucking vocal fry at all times. He's not. He's I'm not just, trying to. He's not trying. He is, but he's not trying to. This week on the Answer Report podcast, we're going to talk about what worlds you guys could possibly want to see in Dark Road. That was our question of the week. Hell yeah. We're going to uh, celebrate a one year anniversary of a game that we all like. But before we get to that, Jason, we have a review. <gasps> a podcast review. Yes. Let's go. This review is from Team Ramrod 27. Hell yeah. And they give it five stars. Our podcast, of course, five stars. And the subject says, finer than frog's hair. What? <laughs> Wait. Do frogs have hair? I have no idea. And no, it just says, that's not a thing. It just says, these guys rule. Thank, Thank you, Team you. Ramrod. You rule, you rule. If you want to be like Team <laughs> Ramrod, you can go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a podcast review. Five stars, please. Uh, unlike that one guy. And that I'm still holding on a grudge oh, I to. I think overall it's five stars now. Like yeah, It's overridden we it. We finally overridden you that, one three, that one three-star guy. That one hater. That one hater. We are at five stars, so thank you for that. You can also email us at ansomreportpodcast at gmail.com if you want to speak with us in some way. Uh, and also you can join the Discord, which the link is in the description, and there are a lot of really fun people there, and you can talk to us about whatever you want in the Discord. It's fun. It's great. You guys should consider doing it. It's a good time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Before we move on to the meat of this podcast, I just want to say, while we were out last week on the cruise, which we had a blast on, uh, I wanted to thank you guys for giving me and Sean's new podcast, Squid Pro Quo, a chance. Checking it out. It will no longer be up on this feed. Where it's going to start its own feed uh, in a couple days here. So be on the lookout for that if you are into it. We're going to release two episodes instead of just the one. So that way, if you listen to the first one on this feed, you don't have to listen to it again if you don't want to. Uh, and it's going to be a weekly thing until we've covered every episode of Squid Game. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. I've always wanted to do a project with Sean because I think he's it's one day I will one day you will one day, but like, okay, l l let me put it like this. You, you wouldn't say that like before we started doing this, you didn't really have a passion for podcasting or anything, right? No, no, you probably never even like really listened to podcasts before then. Mm, no, no, this was kind of like my thing. Like, Hey, we need to do a podcast and you're like, I don't even know what that means, but let's do it. Right, right. I think more nowadays you listen to some stuff. You listen to some different content creator podcasts and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. And so like the way our podcast works is I'm like the kind of the podcast guy. Right. Like I, I've listened to a ton of different podcasts and I've taken parts of different podcasts that I like and put it into this podcast. Mm -hmm. And you're you're kind of like you you are a very important part of it because you were a good foil for me. 
uh-huh. when I'm being like overly like analytical and weird. <laughs> But to do a podcast with someone else who's very similar to me in that regard mm. is very it's like very strange, but also very cool because Sean mm. and I are very we're both kind of podcast buffs like Sean has a right. million podcasts. You, you know? guys are both like if if you guys are on a podcast, you're most likely running the podcast. Right. So the fact we're both it's funny because we're both trying to run this. Pod- <laughs> like I told him he's the host and it was very clear over the first episode that I was doing the majority of the talking. <laughs> and, but like we we have good chemistry together. So it works. So I, I'm really really enjoying doing that podcast with sean and it's also nice to have a thing that's like finite like, yeah hey we're doing these nine episodes of squid game it's not like kingdom hearts is never ending Ev- eventually <laughs> they'll if they make a season two a squid game we'll do that as well but it doesn't like once we're those nine episodes are done it's not something i have to worry about um so it's nice and i i think it's a very popular thing but i think there's a lot of people in our discord already in our community that really enjoyed that show and wanted to like discuss it with other people and talk about it with other people that liked it and so hopefully this gives everybody an outlet to do that in our discord with me and sean discussing these episodes so i know it's not everybody's cup of tea i had a couple a few people say hey not my thing but i've muted it and played that bitch so you got the you got the <laughs> and i appreciate those people as god well. bless but i would also um i would also urge you if you're at all interested in the show i know jason you've talked about this on stream it's very hard to get into a show like that at this point because there's so much hype around it. It's, yeah, it's, and like it's annoying. <laughs> but if, if you're at all interested in can deal with watching um, subtitles show, it's a good show. And I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, uh, I've, I've seen some stuff online where people are like, this is the first show I've watched with subtitles. And now I feel like a whole world has opened up. It's the first show I've watched that's not anime with subtitles. For yeah, sure. I've watched a couple, but I, I'm like to watch them when i was like learning mandarin and right, right, i also right. really like some like korean shows as well yeah so if you have any interest in it, it all, I, I get it can be a little overwhelming and nauseating to have this thing shoved in your face all the time i highly recommend the show i think it's very good i wouldn't have made a podcast about it if i didn't think that you know like just because mm-hmm. it's, it's not we're not just doing it because oh it's popular like i really enjoyed right, the show. right yeah and Sean did as well. Mike we're, is more likely to hate something the more popular it is. For sure. The fact that he's doing it is like, maybe try it out. I'm not going to because I'm stubborn. Right. <laughs> J- Jason's become me in this situation. Yeah. But like it, it I, I really think it's worth a watch because I, uh, and especially if you like um, that kind of genre, like the Battle Royals, the Hunger Games, the Danganronpas, the you know the the kind of stuff where it's like a killing games kind of situation right i think you'll really be into it and i think the character work in the show is really well done um i also feel like i've just already seen the whole show yeah because of the memes right like i've seen like probably every game <laughs> yeah probably just like the more like story driven parts that aren't in the game is all i haven't seen it, it, yeah there's more to it than the games like right. the games are obviously the big um set pieces but like my first watch, my least favorite episode was the second episode because there's no game. Uh-huh. But upon rewatching it, it's probably my favorite episode wow. because it like sets up a lot of stuff. It sets or? up a lot of the characters that you're going to be meeting and, and spending time with throughout the series. And without that episode, I don't think the rest of the games work like the first episode. You know, it's a red light, green light. Everybody knows that it works on its own because of the shock factor and the right. war and, yeah, and, and yeah. you know, all that stuff. But I think without that second episode of getting to know the characters better, uh, I, I don't think the rest of the series really works. And it's amazing. It was written and directed by one guy. Hell yeah. No second director, no second writer. He just wrote this thing and said, here you go. Boom. 
which so it's pretty incredible. But anyway, That's cool. This isn't this isn't Squid Pro Quo. Go check out Squid Pro Quo. Right. Uh, it, it, there's a spot in the Discord for it, and then it will have its own feed. I think I think it's uh, Anchor.fm slash Squid Pro Quo. I think I think that's the address, but it will be in the description and all that. And thank you guys for giving it a chance if you did, and it, or even if you just muted it and gave us the retention time, we still appreciate it. <laughs> uh, anyway, also a lot of people have asked us about the cruise. We're not really going to talk much about the cruise on the podcast because this is a Kingdom Hearts podcast. We will in the future be sitting down, me, Jason, and Tara, and kind of going over the cruise and our experiences and our thoughts and stuff. Uh, so look forward to that. It might be tied to our Patreon. We'll see. Anyway, Jason, it is just about the one year anniversary of Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Dude, that's so crazy, man. Isn't it? That's so crazy. It does not seem like it's been a year since that game has come out. No. Thank you to Angel, also known as Pink Blue, for suggesting that we talk about the Melody Memory one-year anniversary, let alone reminding me that it was the one-year anniversary of Melody Memory. It's pretty surreal to think about. Yeah, honestly. I, it seems like just a little bit ago we were like trying to read we were Google playing. Translate. Yeah, <laughs> that was so fun. Yeah. We were we For those who don't know, it came out earlier in Japan, so Mike got made a Japanese account on Nintendo, bought it on the Switch with the Japanese account, so... We're like, okay, I think this is the play. This is story mode. Like, we we were just like using Google Translate, like like demo is it <laughs> right <laughs> like, with the Union Cross like, updates. Yeah. I, it says this. I think that means this. <laughs> yes, uh, and it was just so fun hearing all of the like uh, Disney songs and shit in Japanese. In yeah. Japanese, that was great too. And then just play, like we literally played through the entire game twice. Yep. And then platted it immediately. Yep. It was so fun. Not to mention the amount of time we played the demo, which came out oh, yeah. before. Yeah, that too. Uh, the demo was a lot of fun. Just a, just a really good game. And I thought it would be fun. I mean, we, we can talk about our overall thoughts of it. Before we get to I thought it'd be fun to check out the Metacritic rating. The Metacritic for, for rating. For Melody of Memory. Because we've done this before with other Kingdom Hearts games. Like, we kind of went back and looked at all the Metacritic ratings. In our critically acclaimed episode, Everyone's a Metacritic. I don't remember what episode number it was, but (laughs) that's the name of the episode. I remember that. So Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory has a 74 rating on Metacritic out of 100. Okay. That seems pretty low. That does seem pretty low to me for the critic. And it has a user score of 7.4, which is interesting because it's literally the same. Um, It's based on it says mixed or average reviews based on 54 critic reviews. Hmm. So there are 34 positive reviews, 19 mixed, and one negative. And I really like the negative review, actually, from Game Critics by Eugene Sachs. Eugene is heartbroken. That's the title. (laughs) Heartbroken. This is like the tagline of his review. I knew Melody Memory was a rhythm spinoff before I started it, so I kept my expectations fairly low, but it didn't even clear that bar. The music isn't awful, and the visuals are beautiful, but it gives players almost nothing substantial in the main story. Oh my god. In light of this, I can only recommend it to those who really love rhythm games or the music of Kingdom Hearts. That's the fucking point, dude. (laughs) Eugene! Eugene. Eugene, Eugene, dude, 
dude. Oh my god, I hate it when people make themselves look so dumb, bro. Like this is I feel secondhand embarrassment for this dude. Oh my god. And Eugene gave it a 40. Oh my god. The music is all right. That's the entire thing, bro. What? Well, like, and it's such a f- weird thing to do because he's clearly a Kingdom Hearts fan if he's saying, hey, it didn't give us anything out of story, right? Also, it had some pretty big question marks that it rose in the story. Like, I don't know. It wasn't until the end. That's every Kingdom Hearts story. It's just less. <laughs> what the fuck? That's so fucking cringe. Here's our good friends at the Incel Gamers Network. Oh, shit. Gabriel Moss reviewed this for IGN. I had to see who the name was. And here's his tagline. Kingdom Hearts Melody Memory is a nostalgic, heavy reflection of a triumphant but persistently jumbled up franchise about spell slinging ducks and Final Fantasy characters living in Disney castles. But it lovingly memorializes its legacy and honors the fans who have grown to love it. While it doesn't do anything remarkable or exciting with rhythm gameplay, and it may not be the most alluring for those who don't have the same understanding love of Kingdom Hearts. It's certainly a delightful experience that's well worth the time spent. You can like, it's that 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 that, that, that paragraph they have is, grown to love it. Is dripping. <laughs> it's dripping with disdain. It is. For Kingdom Hearts. I feel like people. What that, do you mean grown to love? Like it's like a acquired taste, bro. Yeah, you can't. No, no one could possibly. Like just everyone love Kingdom knows Hearts that it's bad. First, first glance. <laughs> No, no one could possibly. Um, oh my god! It, it, it's it's so funny to me how I I feel like IGN must have like there are just certain franchises and Kingdom Hearts is especially one of them where just it doesn't matter who it is that works there or what it is. It's part of their culture to not like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it's so it's, weird. It's in. Sane. I you know I listen to a couple IGN podcasts from time to time. I really like Game Scoop. I think that those are those are good boys there and, and gals in Game Scoop. Sometimes I listen to their Nintendo podcast. But the amount of times that there's just like slander on Kingdom Hearts, when Kingdom Hearts isn't even a discussion topic, like they right. uh, on Game Scoop they play this twenty questions game, where they have twenty yes or no questions to figure out what game the host has that he was sent in by a viewer, right? It's a fun idea. Right. Um, and the amount of times I've heard one of the people guessing go, well, like they're, they're talking about what question they should ask next. They're strategizing. And mm. it could be some garbage like Kingdom Hearts. The game wasn't even Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> like right. just, just throwing pot shots. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I don't mean to go on a tangent, but IGN is just like, there's this there's this guy who used to work for IGN named Zach Ryan. I don't know what he does now, but he definitely streams and stuff. And he's a guy he, uh, he was on the Nintendo show a lot. And he's a guy I I like his personality. He's someone who I followed from IGN. And this is what he tweeted today because there's a lot of controversy over uh, SMT five. Uh-huh. IGN gave it an eight out of ten. Okay. Because and people are mad about. And they said it. They compared it to Persona five, which people are mad about. Which is a little silly because isn't this like a very similar fucking game? They, they come from the like Persona came from SMT, like. But anyway, SMT and and Persona fans tend to not like each other, which is so weird because it's like literally it's cringe. The same shit. Anyway, this is what he said. You know, for many years I thought that Kingdom Hearts fans were the worst, but now in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one, SMT have shown the SMT fans have shown the courage and strength to stand up and say, "Hold my beer." 
just just an outright attack on Kingdom Hearts for no reason. So I quote tweeted it saying, "You can take the guy out of IGN, but you can't take the IGN out of the guy." Because oh fuck my that, God, dude. dude! It's ridiculous, man. I I don't understand. Like, well, it, it's so funny because it's like everyone tries to like joke and act like it's like the craziest fucking game series where it's like I don't understand. Like, haha, that's the funny meme. Like, it's so convoluted type shit, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, guys, it really isn't. And you're also like comparing other games, like reviewing other games, like Final Fantasy VII Remake gets a 10. You know what I mean? Like these are not so different in their storytelling and in their themes. Like it's the same shit, guys. Like (laughs) what the fuck? Let's let's read a good review blurb from Noisy Pickle. Noisy Pixel. I'll be I'll be real about it by Jacob Cavanaugh. So not our friend Orpheus Joshua, but that's okay. But this is what they they give it an 85 and they say Kingdom Hearts Melody Memory is an incredibly charming game that finally brings the stellar array of music from the series into the spotlight. Its various options and modes allow any Kingdom Hearts fan to enjoy, but it doesn't completely make up for some of the missing tracks. Still, the memories that these songs hold are represented brilliantly by a competent and addictive rhythm system that you're hard pressed not to love. That is a fair review. That is a review that's saying this game has flaws. Right. That's what I would give it. But it's good. I, yeah, I, 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 I that's don't, what I would give it. It's I, not a 10 out of 10. Trusted Reviews gave it a 90. Like, I, I'd give it an 85 because one is no DLC. Mm-hmm. That's fucking terrible. And then two is no, like, multiplayer where you can just, like, play against The multiplayer is bad. Both of those, like, the, the multiplayer and the no DLC give it an 85 for me. Everything else is fucking great. Here's another bad review from Slant Magazine. Okay. And I'm reading this just because the fucking the, the fucking thing is just by Ryan Aston. And he gave it a 50 and he says, Melody Memory is less than the sum of its parts. A judgment one can fairly cast over the entire Kingdom Hearts franchise. What? What? <laughs> so you're reviewing the whole game series now? Also, you also, psychopath? Go, go back, go back to the like click on the article. So the headline review with melody of memory, Kingdom Hearts takes an undeserved victory lap like Kingdom Hearts three wasn't in the top 10 most sold games the year it came out, dude. Shut the fuck up. It was like the sixth or seventh most sold game that year. (laughs) What in the the, fuck? It's so crazy. It came out in January. It wasn't even like, yo, they dumped it right before fucking Christmas. Like all these other games are fucking crutching all the time. What's so crazy to me is how like reviews are supposed to be like, you're not supposed to like go in with any preconceived notions about things. But like, are they're fucking dripping? But they're just literally like, um, it's a melody of memory (laughs) review, and you just slander the whole series. This person says that literally the timing is unreliable. Uh, okay, uh, get that's, good, dude. That's There's like wrong. three tracks that have like one section yeah. where it's fucked up. Get fucking good. Dude, this is like the Cuphead review, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I can't I can't do the, the parry. Anyway, I wanted to get our blood boiling for a minute there. Dude, so. if, if I'm like uh, an editor, like if I own some type of news fucking website and somebody says that the game is like not even correctly done, and I go look at every other review and no one's even mentioned that. Yeah. I'm fucking firing the guy, dude. Yeah, like you dude. suck at games. Yeah. How can I how can I like 
be like, okay, yeah, I trust that this guy's pretty good at games. He can have a pretty good understanding and he can't even fucking play Melody of Memory, dude. He was probably playing on beginner as well. <laughs> it's not a hard game. <laughs> so here's a question for you. Melody of Memory has a Switch exclusive local eight player multiplayer. Has anybody fucking tried this? What? No. <laughs> Has anybody? I forgot about it until I just read it in this, um, in this in on this Wikipedia article. Uh, on August 26th, during a Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase, the game was announced with a release date of number, November 11th for Japan and November 13th for the rest of the world. The Nintendo Switch version of the game will have an exclusive free-for-all mode for up to eight players to compete in local multiplayer. Has anybody done this? Is there is there anybody listening right now that has gotten even three people right. with their switches connected to try this? No. I want to hear from you. If you've if dude, I feel like we have to get people together and do this. This is so I mean like <laughs> it's so fucking weird, bro. Like I don't even know what that game mode why would be. Does it, why would it have to be local? Well, because it's Switch, because you can do the local Wi-Fi. Or not Wi-Fi, the just the local play. Like you can't Right, but why would it have to be local only? I don't understand. Because it because the lag over internet connections probably. Um know. hold on. I'm gonna look on YouTube to see if there's even footage of this. Melody of memory eight. switch switch eight players. No one I has mean, a this. lot of it is buried by algorithm, probably, right. but I don't see anything. Let's try Switch. Just just do eight player multiplayer or something like that. Without Switch. Well, it's only on the Switch though. Right, eight but player. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. Or whoever did it, it has like a terrible fucking title. Like it's some meme title. <laughs> wow, dude, we gotta figure we gotta do this. We gotta get eight people together. <laughs> we gotta buy we gotta buy Melody Memory on your Switch and on Terra's Switch. And then five other, I don't have five other friends. Imagine having five other friends that like Kingdom Hearts that live near you, dude. Yeah, dude. That's the point of the podcast yeah. and the Discord. <laughs> anyway, that I, I just sidetracked us, but I just, that was like a repressed ass memory that I just came back. That this Your memory had, witch unlocked it. Yeah. That the Switch has this like mode that no one's played. Jason, what's your, what's your favorite song in Melody Memory? Or, you know what? Give me a top three. Give me a top three. Mm, okay, I really like No More Bugs. That's got to okay. be up there. Yep, No More Bugs is good. Um, I'm going to have to go with the OG Wave of Darkness that was in the the uh, the mm -hmm. beta because that was really fucking fun, the demo. Mm -hmm. And then... what What's the one that plays when... Uh... Oh, Night of Fate. That's the other one. Night of Fate. That's okay. my top three, dude. Okay. Because my... that was like the first one where when we, because we, we started playing on Proud, right? Mm -hmm. And because we played the, the demo so much, that was the first one where I was like, oh shit, like, let's fucking go, dude. Like you just, you just are vibing and you feel it and it just, it's not so hard like uh, Wave of Darkness was or whatever, where you'd have to like really like be tryharding, but like. It felt hard enough, but also easy enough to where you were just vibing. It was mm -hmm. such a good track. Mm -hmm. I I'm gonna say go for it. Okay. 
I love go for it. Tension rising is just hell yeah. Yeah. And sure. then I think I really like Traverse and Trance, even though it's easy as shit, but I just like that that version of the song. Yeah. The Dream um, Eaters coming at you too are really it's like probably the best because they actually like fucking move and shit. I, I actually have a lot more respect for 3D's music after Melody of Memory than before. Yeah. I really like hand to hand. I feel the same thing with like BBS music. Yeah. BBS music was really fun as well. Like hey, I was like, wow, Melody of Memory Melody of Memory really made the fucking Enchanted Dominion music a bop. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like what the it's fuck? It's true. Uh hand to hand, just that um the more like not sinister, but more like intense version of hand in hand, mm. and just the way it ends the dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. Like I love that shit. That shit gives me chills when I hear it. You know. Another reason I really like the Night of Fate as well is shoutouts to to Preferred Whale Six and Water KH. Will we ever go a podcast without shouting out Water KH? Uh, make a fucking list in the background where we can. Fucking... No, we will always shout out <laughs> We stand water cage around here. During our charity stream, they were playing Melody of Memory with Whale blindfolded and no audio. Yeah. And so water had to water tell had her. to essentially sing and tell her what to do. So we'd be like. Hit 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 jump it was so great very funny one of the best fucking moments of the charity podcast yes. or of the charity, charity stream. podcast even of the charity stream in my opinion that yeah. was so fucking awesome agreed <laughs> agreed uh i think it's really sad that we never got any downloadable content for this game right um that shit would print money just a missed opportunity <laughs> um i don't know I don't know that Nomura is into this game as everybody else is because I read some things about how they they asked him about doing it back when they re- released uh Theater Rhythm uh Dragon Quest which was years ago and he was he declined to do it. And then later on Disney said, "Hey, you guys should make a Kingdom Hearts Rhythm game." And he he was on board. So I don't know that he's in love with the idea of this game. Hmm. Then that's just me reading the tea leaves. There's no other like, you know, yeah think about that but and so when he just goes yeah there's no dlc for this and you know the idea is probably that this these guys are working on whatever's next right 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 but i don't know i sure would love even like if they just did like 15 more songs dude right like you could have literally have like just two people make some fucking dlc Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm yeah, I I just think that would have or, or just like maybe just flesh out the Kingdom Hearts three part of it so it's not all memory dives, you know? Right, that too. Um, that would be great. I I'd really enjoy that. And then fix fucking online. Yeah, fix Khan. Fix Khan, dude. Talking about this has made me want to play some more <clears throat> Melody of Memory. So maybe we'll um, soon on stream we will look into some custom songs. Ooh. Because I do own this game on PC. Maybe we'll look and see what people have made, and maybe we'll just play. We'll just play around again. We'll just play some more Melody Memory. Hell yeah! Because it, it, it just talking about this game has gotten me excited about it again. Uh, so Fuck yeah, happy one year anniversary to Melody of Memory. One years old. We love you. We appreciate you. We love that you gave us something to to chew on while we're waiting for right. whatever Kingdom Hearts stuff is next. And 
Because God knows shit hasn't happened in the last year. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, there's like the Union Cross finale. Sore and smash. That's true. But that's not like, I mean, like, as far as like story, for yeah. sure. Right. But for, for a year where Namira said, hey, there's not going to be a lot going on. Well, I think we've been pretty fortunate. True. Um, with, with that and Sword and Smash and the PC releases and um, Union Cross ending and Dark Road coming delayed. soon, hopefully. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see on that. Infinitely delayed. Infinitely delayed. Um, there was a leak recently, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but it was, it was similar to the other GeForce leak where it had a bunch of dates on it. Uh-huh. And I don't know that the dates are accurate. I think that's the thing people are focusing on. And to me, they look just like placeholder dates. But there was a Kingdom Hearts 4 listed on there, and the placeholder date was September of 23, mm. I want to say. I, I could see that. And um, that would miss the 20th anniversary, though. Right. The 20th anniversary is next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the next game is Kingdom Hearts 4. Mm, but there was no other game listed on this leak. Because that shit's under wraps, bro. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's it's wrapped up. BBS yeah, 2, it's coming. More Top interestingly, secret. it had Final Fantasy Tactics Remaster and Chrono Cross Remaster <gasps> again. So. And Final Fantasy 9 Remake, I think it's still called. Remake, which I don't know what that is. <laughs> if there's no way that would be on the level of 7 Remake. It, my guess is it'd be more like Octopathy in style. Probably. As opposed to this giant blown up 3D remake, right? Yeah, I don't think... If they ever do another one like 7 remake, it'd probably be 10. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, this is not a Final Fantasy podcast. This is a Kingdom Hearts podcast. We're going to take a shortish break. And when we come back, we are going to do the question of the week which as we talked about before is what top three worlds would you like to see in dark road when it finally finishes sometime this winter we'll be right back hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the Ansem Report Podcast. It's time for the question of the Oh, yeah. Thank you, Afroxis, again for that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful question of the week stinger. Jason, this week's question is from you. What? I know. If you could pick three Disney worlds to be in the end of Dark Road, what would they be, and why would young Xehanort go there? Hmm, kind of a five-head question. Big, big brain question. <laughs> First answer is from our man, Zombie Man. My man. And he says, one, Game Central Station. Two, Ooh. Disney Castle. Three, mm. 101 Dalmatians. Ooh, okay. And he, he goes on to explain. 
First, he would go to Game Central Station and remember his past self disappeared before he became Xehanort. Very oh, square sh- thing to do, by the way. Oh, shit. Second, he would go to Disney That's Castle. That's heavy. <laughs> meet with Donald and Goofy, and then Goofy say some 20-head thing like, Gosh, Donald, doesn't this guy remind you of someone we met before? And Donald griefs the hell out of Goofy and says, you're just imagining things. That's a very Donald thing to do. Yeah, that's true. Griefing him, griefing him. Third, they would go to 101 Dalmatians World, probably somehow meet Corella before they meet Pongo and Frida, learn they can talk, because what the fuck, why the fuck not, help them find the pups, do some kind of major battle with Corella getting taken over by darkness, and Xehanort releasing it from her before returning all 101 Dalmatians back, KH1 callback, but they're not in different worlds. I don't think we're going to a Disney World in the last part of Dark Road, Knowing Square. We're going to Quadratum or something like that. Hmm. All right, zombie. Okay. Okay. Good answer. Okay. I thought he was going to say, like, yo, he defeats Corella, but then that fucking world starts splitting apart, and that's when all the Dalmatians get fucking that makes sense. Put everywhere. That makes sense. Billy the Kid Lawrence says, My first choice is Atlantica, perhaps giving us more insight into King Triton having knowledge of the Keyblade. Mm. Him and Xehanort just vibing about lore. <laughs> just loring it up. They're just, they're just maybe maybe they're like smoking a, like a shell. You know, they got like a shell <laughs> bong. A peace, a peace shell. A peace pipe shell, you know, and they're just hitting it. They're hitting the conch, bro. Yeah, they're hitting the conch, dude, together. <laughs> My second choice is Halloween slash Christmas Town so Xehanort can experience the fun and magic of both before all his friends die. Oh, God. My third choice is Toy Box, but only briefly to give later young Xehanort the idea of studying that world in Cage 3 mm. alongside not ruining the continuity of Woody seemingly never having interacted with him before absolutely destroying him. Also, I agree with Zombie about Game Central Station. Good idea. Maybe you throw Aqua in there someone, somewhere too because mommy. <laughs> Just for no reason. Yeah. Just to get the mommy. <laughs> Worth. Bioroxis says Agraba, Agraba at night, and oh, Agraba after dark. Shut the fuck up. And uh, Dreamer said to Bio, okay, you can leave now. <laughs> uh, Song simply adds the Haunted Mansion, mm. Flubber, Flubber, and Meet the Deedles. Okay. <laughs> Song really pulling some movies out there. <laughs> Uh, Claudia DLC says Treasure Planet, Atlantis, the graveyard in New Orleans from Princess and the Frog. Ooh. Wildcat Diana says Atlantica. Make Xehanort kill Triton's wife or something. I just want that scene from KH1 explained. Yeah, you can explain it without killing someone's wife, Diana. Oh, my God. Just kill his wife. (laughs) Just murder his wife. 101 (laughs) Dalmatians London. It's different from Peter Pan's London, so it would be neat and they can cash in on Cruella a bit. Hmm. Cinderella Castle dreams. We already established the fairy godmother knows more than she lets on. Unless she is four, she should make a guest appearance. Yeah, yeah. Unless four. she's four. <laughs> Unless, I just pictured the fairy godmother with a big tummy. No. Like a big, big tummy. I'm going to throw up. She vored something or somebody. <laughs> Beast, uh, DP Grant says Beast Castle. Xehanort sees the developing darkness and the prince's selfishness and transforms him into a beast to teach him a lesson. But he has to draw on future old man Xehanort's power to do so. As a result, he temporarily looks old, so that's why the servants remember him as an old woman. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Timeless River. Xehanort is drawn to what becomes the cornerstone of light in the then unoccupied world. He and Ericus both try interacting with it, which results in an act of creation. Ericus would, would be... Lurks and Xehanort Walt Disney. I, I don't I don't know who that is. 
probably the other guy that helped Disney create Disney. Uh, and then Treasure Planet. This world would be talked about in hushed whispers among the students at Zaynort's school. He travels there giddy and having heard good things, but bails upon discovering it's kind of boring with no strong characters to get attached to. <laughs> See, D.P. Grant does this thing where he's like, oh, these answers are nice and wholesome. Yeah. And then the last answer is always like taking a jab at somebody. <laughs> and I love it. Alex says, Enchanted Dominion so Maleficent can mind control Xehanort into fucking killing someone like how she did with Terra. Okay. Toy box so Xehanort can learn about vessels and inserting hearts into them to create new people. Okay. And Arendelle so Xehanort can learn his OP ice magic he used to fucking Merc Vanitas in the KH2 secret ending. Mm. I would put more effort into my answer, but I'm really tired from traveling, so maybe next time copium. Yeah. Well, he Merc's Ventus. Yeah, not... he said Vanitas, but yeah, he meant Ventus. Ventus, yeah. Yeah. When Ventus goes Oh, no, he did say Ventus. I just read Vanitas. Oh. Or he edited it in the time from when I just <gasps> read it. Alex, you sneaky bastard. You sneaky deaky. Uh, Kyrie's bro says, I'm going to say you would want the Kingdom Hearts exclusive worlds like Hollow Bash and Twilight Town in the world that never was. I feel like it would explain why older Xehanort ends up in these worlds, but also because I'm a little sick of seeing the same old worlds of the mobile games, and this would be a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Not Agrabah and Agrabah after dark and Agrabah at night. But after hours. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> after hours. Bio, Agrabah. you naughty, naughty, Bi- naughty. Bio. Bio <laughs> beast. Not. <laughs> Hey, you guys. <laughs> Today, I'm going to break down Cogsworth. <laughs> Get out. Uh, Nick T says, Ah, feels good to answer a question of the week again. I recently started a new position at work that has me working 4 a.m. to 1230. So I've been a bit busy. I and think I'm going mode. to take a different route and assume you mean Disney franchise world, not just worlds already present in KH games. It could have been either or. He says, one, a bug's life. Two, Ooh. the brave little toaster. And three, a what? goofy movie. Oh, hell yeah. Anyone who's ever played a bug's life on N64 or PS1 knows there's plenty of creatures to fight and worlds to explore. Brave little toaster gets no love when people talk about Disney. Disney. And three, power line. I... <laughs> Okay, so he wrote the lyrics, and I have I haven't seen that movie in so goddamn yeah, long. Me neither. I don't know how it goes. Hold on, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll pull it up and listen to it real quick and see if I can do it justice. <laughs> Hold on, just for Nick T. This is a kids movie. Yeah, but, and I'm watching this scene right, and they get out, they get out of the drum kit and the bass guitar. But what? This isn't a good idea, says Max. And then. He goes, God damn. Yeah, dude. God damn, look at that ass. This is a good idea, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see them dancers? Dude, he's his father's son, dude. <laughs> Yo, okay. I'm not going to be able to sing this because I, I only heard it the last, like, 30 seconds or whatever. But Max's girlfriend, dude. The girl he likes in Goofy movie. Uh-huh. She kind of cute. Uh-huh. When I was a kid, I was like, yo. Uh-huh. Yo, she kind of cute. <laughs> I'm not mad at Max at all. <laughs> she kind of cute. But then he was checking out them dancers, bro. He was like. He's yeah, he, he's his father's son, dude. He is, dude. 
What can you say? Goof can't keep it in the pants. Uh, anyway, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Nicholas T. Hope your job's going well. Yes. Uh, the Cake Man six four four Cat Overlord says, "Hello, I'm new to the Discord, and this is my first time Welcome. participating in the question of the week. We appreciate that." If any world could be in Dark Road, I would want it to be Toy Story because I want to see Xehanort get bullied again. <laughs> Take that, Xehanort. Yeah, Zaynort. get fucked, young Xehanort. Young Zay. Yeah. Thank you for answering your first time. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, SP Cat <laughs> says, not invested in Dark Road at all, but I guess I'd say Toy Story because I like Toy Story. Ugh, terrible answer. The Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas because that's my favorite movie of all time. And Deep Jungle so we can hear that beautiful... Again. <laughs> Chip Cooper, who has changed his picture to the photo of Chris Pratt when they announced he was Mario, yeah. says, Atlantica would be cool to explain why King Triton believes the evil part of the Keyblade prophecy, as others have said. The world that never was could show how he discovered his future home base, and maybe even why the world exists in the realm between why there's all these abandoned giant buildings, etc. And lastly, Zootopia, because I want to see Xehanort turn into a bunny. Oh. Okay. Okay. K-Rain Gaming says, The Black Cauldron, The Sword in the Stone, and Brave. Mmm. Hell yeah. And then Lost Constant says, Pinocchio again, just for Jiminy to show up. No! Banned. And The Sword in the Stone. And that's all the answers we got, Jason. Do you have any answers for this question of the week? Um, I I want to see um, it's not it's not even like a Disney World, but I want to see Destiny Island, and like see some more from that. Okay. Um, I want to see. Uh, I honestly would kind of want to see Atlantica just to see what Xehanort turns into. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what interests me about that is the stuff that, like, Triton was saying. Like, yeah. But I feel like they wouldn't even change him. Like, he would just be a person walking underwater. Yeah. <laughs> they give him a scuba, they got, a scuba They mask. got two animators, dude. Right. They can't be bothered to make a whole new Xehanort. Right. But, uh... Yeah. And then, honestly, I think it would be kind of cool to see, like... Because they talk about how... Oh, like Agrabah, for example, is like a world that's like not like it's in its like infancy or whatever. Right, right, right. If they did that and had him go to like Winnie the Pooh and then they could drop some shit about how like it's a book world, like maybe tie it into like Book of Prophecy, mm -hmm. like that type of shit. That would be really cool. Okay, I like that. I like that. I was thinking, Espy said Deep Jungle is a joke, but if they could somehow without like showing any of the characters do it like do it and like make it give a reason for why it doesn't exist even though mm. Sora like saved it you know yeah I would enjoy that I, I think a lot of the, people picked a lot of good worlds for lore reasons like the world that never was a uh, toy story it's obvious they're going to beast castle we've seen that I I think it would actually be cool to see monsters inc maybe like monsters university monsters inc mm. because it's before you know yeah, yeah. I think that'd be cool. Or even just regular Monster Sync. Yeah. Maybe he, like, helps scare some people in the factory, you know? Because it was before they, they went away from scares. Right. Because, you, well, you like, it'd be like Xehanort seeing that this world literally runs on terror. Right. Right. I'd be into that. You'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I have any other answers to that. I, I, everybody answered those very well. 
uh, maybe a goofy movie now, man. Maybe maybe if Sora and Max are checking out the dancer ladies, dude, yeah. I might be in yeah. that. Next week's question of the week, I already got I already got one in my head, dude. Yeah. And this one's a little more meta. This one's a little more inside baseball. Okay. Okay. But this one is if you could have anybody, anyone, realistic or not, on the podcast as a guest. Hmm. Who would you pick and why? Hmm. Anybody. You could say it could be Bill, a serious answer. Bill Clinton. <laughs> you could say uh, Obama. Yeah. But you could also say, like, you know, BioRox. Is that be kind of a boring answer? He's been on the, <laughs> he's been on the podcast twice already, three yeah, times. Yeah, or like regular Pat. Yeah, you could, you could go with them. You could, say, <laughs> you could say Mike and Jason. You could say something stupid like Sean. But you could say whatever you want. Who would you want on the podcast? But the, the, the crux is you have to give a reason why. Okay, so if you're like, I want Bill Clinton to come on and play the saxophone and play simple and clean on the saxophone. Mm, okay. And it, it's got to be like Kingdom Hearts related. Yes. Like it can't just be, oh, it'd be funny if they had Bo Burnham on, LOL. I love Bo Burnham. Ha ha ha. White girls of Instagram. Ha 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 ha. Like if you did that, that would be lame. Yeah, that would be pretty lame. Give me a reason why Bo Burnham's coming on the podcast. Okay. Kingdom Hearts related. Um. Yeah, like he shows off he has like a Kingdom Hearts tattoo yeah. or something. I don't but know, dude. He's, he writes us a song about uh, Sora uh, getting bonked on the head in Kingdom Hearts 1 and how yeah. nobody noticed it. Right. Except everybody did except Pat. Uh, <laughs> man, we just... We, talk so, he's sitting, we he's, almost went the whole episode without kicking Pat's shins in, didn't we? I just did before. I, I know, but we almost got there. <laughs> we almost got there and then we just started but kicking also, him in the shins. Also... Maybe Bo Burnham comes on and is like, yo, white girls of Kingstagram. There you yo! go. There you go. There's the crossover we need. So that's the question of the week next week. <laughs> Hope you guys will look forward to it. And one last thing before we go, Jason. There's a, a, new, a new Twitter account was created recently. Mm. Travis Town Jr. And for you don't know, if you don't know, Travis Town. Travis. Of Traverse what, Town. Of Traverse Town. Is what we named the character who takes over the accessory shop for Sid. Yeah. And also gets his heart stolen yeah, early he dies. on. He dies. And that... Pat has told us that we came up with that. I don't know if we actually came up with that. We did. We did. <laughs> we, we're demanding... Uh, we have the copyright we in the, the copyright. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know who this person is. Who are you that created this Travis Town... Not because we're mad. No. I just want to know who you are. We just want to talk. I just, we just want to talk, Travis <laughs> Town. We just want to talk about it. So yeah. if, if you have any information on the real identity the of Travis Town or the whereabouts, I want it on my desk by Monday. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode. A little bit of a shorter episode this week, but that's okay because, you know, there's not really a lot to talk about Kingdom Hearts wise. Sora was in Smash. The honeymoon's over. We, we, we're, just, we're just trying to... Th- we're just counting down the days till Dark Road. Yeah. Dark Dude, Road to take us home. I don't know if you've seen any, but I've seen some like combo compilations of Sora. Of Sora. He's pretty nuts. He's pretty disgusting. He's a disgusting individual. Disgusting, and I love it. What a disgusting <laughs> act that Sora is. And no one else is coming out to power creep him, dude. Nope, he's just going to be eternally, the, eternally power creep. the power creeped. Power crept. The power... Power Wild? Po- that's a that's a monkey. Yeah. Since when did the Heartless start growing on trees? Anyway, 
They can climb walls. They can climb walls. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. We'll be back next week with episode 136. Uh, we might we might try to have... Uh, I mean, this isn't set in stone. I haven't even talked to this person or any person, but we might try to have a guest next oh, week. Oh, we'll shit. See. We'll see. Cheeky how... guest next cheeky. week. It could be a little cheeky, but if we show up without a guest, then know that I just didn't do my job. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening and watching. Check out Squid Pro Quo and uh, catch us on Twitch. Jason, hit him with it. May your heart... Be your guiding key. Thank you. Now, fuck off.